the sold-out five-star play is returning to Webster's Theatre. This is where we get off by Ingram Noble and Heather Spiden follows the Moffat family through some of the most difficult days of their lives. Yvonne is seven months pregnant, her husband Philip is constantly disappearing and leaving dodgy phone bills behind, their 18-year-old son Lip is debating joining the army and trying to navigate his love life, and their dog-breeding, sex-toy-selling neighbour Rhonda is still doing her weekly shop in their kitchen. How will they cope with the unexpected arrival of an estranged family member? Make sure to get your tickets from the link in the show notes below to see This Is Where We Get Off at the Webster's Theatre on the 11th of February 2023. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Drama School Dropout. This week it's episode 102 and as per usual my name is Ingram Noble and I am your resident Drama School Dropout and this week I am joined by the absolutely fantastic Laurie Duncan. Drama School Dropout Graduation day for you, drama school dropout. Fucked your whole course, now try something new, drama school dropout. Welcome to the podcast, how are we? I'm very well, thank you. How are you doing? I'm good. Do you know what, right? Like, I'd got myself in a bit of a good sleeping pattern and I've completely fucked it. Why, 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 why have you fucked it? Have you been out? I just decided the other day to randomly read a full Harry Potter book in a day. That's really like constructive, considering <laughs> it. It wasn't when it was like five o'clock in the morning, and I had three chapters left, and I went, "I'll just finish it." It's a whole lot better than my Friday night. I have to tell you, uh, which was ended up at. Finishing it uh five a.m. similarly to yourself, but then I had to start work at seven a.m. Um, and that was possibly the worst mistake I've ever made in my adult yeah. life. Uh, it was very. It's annoying. horrible. Like, <laughs> and it used to be so fucking easy. Yeah, I know. I like know. last year when I was at drama school, I would pull so many all-nighters, and I'd get to like three o'clock the next day, and I'd be like, "I used to be able to do two of these in a row when I was like sixteen. <laughs> What's happened to me? I was like, I can't even last 24 <laughs> hours now. It's, it's disgusting. But how's yeah. life? Because we're yeah, in this life. sort of weird, like, middle ground of not being in a pandemic, but also as an actor, yeah. you can't get it. So yeah. you can't go to work. I mean, life, life's pretty good. Like, this year, for the first time for a long time, I've managed to survive as an actor solely doing that, which has given me, like, absolutely great joy. So, yeah, it's good. I think, like... The only thing I'd like would be a whole lot more additions for things that are completely out of reach for me right yeah. now. But I don't understand the auditions. Like, how do you, like, I've got an agent and stuff, but it's mm. still, the stuff still doesn't seem to be coming through. Like, I, I wish somebody had, like, an answer of how do you end up, like, not solely looking for auditions on Facebook acting pages. Yeah. Mandy, sad. Um, I Do you know what? I think you just have to have a good agent who loves you and believes in you. And, like... I mean, that is kind of from my experience of just re-signed with an agent I was with a little while ago. And just the confidence that they give me, and I know that they have my back really always. Even if it's like two, three weeks, I'm kind of like, I know that they're, they're not just chilling me off. But I say that, I'm in quite a good headspace right now. <laughs> But what I do love to ask everybody that comes on the podcast is, yeah. how did you get into acting and what was your first ever role? Doesn't need to be a professional one. We love a good nativity story. Um... How did I get into acting? I think it's a classic thing that basically I was a little kid who loved attention. 
Um, and then I did a school play in year six and then I got lots of people were like, oh, you're really, really good. You should think about doing this. And then I was like, yeah, sounds good. And then I've just been kind of pursuing this wild high ever since. Um, my first paid job was actually Law and Order UK. So it was quite a quite a sexy one, I guess. <laughs> Jump, jumping <laughs> right in at the deep end. Yeah. Um, and that was insane because I literally I like was about 18, 19. I was like, I really want to do this. I really want to be an actor. I'm going to get an agent. Signed with the Young Actors Theatre in Islington, um, who are an amazing company. It used to be Anna Share. Uh, a week later, they had the audition. Two weeks later, I had my first job, and it was like, this is mental. Can't ask for much more, can you? No. And I thought that was that would be it for my career. I'd be like, cool, well, look at me. <laughs> yeah. Nailing it. <laughs> Super st- That was me. When I, I, I signed with my agent three days or something before I left yeah. drama school, I was like, yeah. I will be on the West End in three weeks. Yeah. I was like, I've got it. Like, I was the only person in my year group that left with the drama school with an agent. And I was like, okay. I will be like a superstar before the end of the month. And <laughs> didn't happen. Yeah. But this is it. You know, it's a, it's a crazy thing. And I think, honestly, like since then, I've been desperately chasing that uh, calibre of kind of work and then being really surprised that I haven't got it. And then saying to myself, oh, I'm so good. And it's like, you forget this. I don't know how many actors there are in this country, but I'm sure a good few... Seven and a half thousand graduate every year. Well, there you go then, yeah. So tens of thousands, if not yeah. over a hundred thousand. And, you know, all are uh, have, you know, merit. All have done, you know, I'm sure lots of work and good work and some shit work as we all do. I was, was going to say, some, some of us, <laughs> we've yeah. done some shit. Absolutely. Absolute dog shit. But do you know what? We get paid and that's the main yeah. thing. Um, do you know what? I've discovered that... The, there's not as much nepotism in the industry as I thought there would be. Cause I yeah. thought that I had great leverage walking into places going, I host a podcast that has 50,000 listeners a week yeah. <laughs> and it hasn't quite worked out. I thought people would be like, Oh, he could sell tickets to the people who listen to him. Yeah. Hasn't quite worked out like that. No, I think it's one of those weird things. I think it's like Instagram or a TikTok thing. If you have one of those of a high amount of followers, they seem to like that in certain jobs in certain yeah. places. Um, yeah, no, I mean, podcasts are fantastic, but I the only one that I actually listen to, which is Atletico Mints, and that is because my friend got me into it, but I'm not a big podcast guy. Do you like comedy? Yeah. Right, here's a podcast recommendation for you, and there's a shit ton okay. of them, so you can go back and like do a full okay. rewatch. Chris and Rosie Ramsey, Shagged, Married, Annoyed. Okay. It's one of my favourite things in the world. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm going to write that down right now. Like, I'm 10 out of 10 would recommend. Excellent. It's what got me into podcasts and like, they are so funny. Like it's, it's really weird. Cause it's just them two having a conversation and it's like you're eavesdropping, yeah. but like, yeah, yeah. I'll just be sat like doing like a random thing, like doing the dishes and I've got that on and I have to stop doing the dishes cause I'm pissing myself laughing. <laughs> it's it's, it's one of those podcasts. Yeah. Did you go to drama school? I couldn't find out. I was doing my legal stalking. No, I didn't train. I tried for several years. Um, I, in fact, tried last year. And it's every time I've gone to do it, I get... There's only two that I really want to go to, and that's Rada and Guildhall. And that's just my own weird little thing that I quite like. And basically because they're close to my house. Everybody knows your address now. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. London. Got to the fourth round every time. Never got in. 
And it's kind of like, I'd love to do it because I think the idea of acting every day and getting, you know, tens of thousands of pounds in debt just sounds like the best thing. Come to Scotland, it's free. I know. Well, the thing is, my dad's Scottish, but I don't think that I. Uh, no, get you would. That. I think you'd class. Yeah. I think so. I'm coming to the conservatoire. <laughs> <laughs> is that where, where did you train? So I trained. I have a very fun drama school story. Yeah. So I went to and I dropped okay. out. It was a joint course. It was yeah. a terrible time. Lecturers were shit, hated it. Yeah. Um, and then the pandemic hit and I had auditioned for the Conservatoire once before the conserv- uh, before the pandemic. Yeah. And I got rejected on my 21st birthday, which oh. was a lovely present. And yeah. then as we went through the pandemic and I was figuring out what the fuck I wanted to do in my life, I was like, I'm going to go back to drama school. Because mm-hmm. even the end of the day, I'll just have a degree. Like, yeah. Absolutely. Like, even if I don't want to be an actor anymore, which at the time I didn't really want to be, I was like, I'll have a degree, like can be a manager in McDonald's. Yeah. Um, and I applied for the conservatoire and I made it to the fifth round, the fourth round, fourth round. Yeah. Yeah. Bigging myself up there. And then they were yeah, like, no, thank you. Yeah. And then I ended up my backup school. I only applied for two schools because my biggest piece of advice is make sure that the places you're applying for fit you. Yes. Like, don't go off of some hoping, like the first time I went to drama school, I literally used all my UCAS options just for the sake of using them. And mm-hmm. I went to the first place that accepted me because it had a pretty decent reputation. Never went to an yeah. open day, never read about what was on their course, never did. When, yeah. oh, well, they do a fringe, I know they do a fringe show at the end of the two years so that'll be good i'll yeah. get a, i'll get my first friend show yeah and yeah, yeah. it was a shit show and it was horrible and i hated yeah. it and uh, so yeah. when i went back i knew conservatoire similar to your like rada i, I just yeah i want to go there and not anymore yeah. i don't um and i didn't get in and i applied to a college near me called new college lanarkshire that does a ba and I had the best year of my life well this is it you know you, you find yourself in a place and it often it isn't the place that you may think initially no never and there was a bit of snobbery I'll, I've, I've said this before there was a bit of me that was like I've gone from a really well respected drama school although I had a shit time to a college mm. yeah. it's like it's a bit shit that but lecturers mm. were top class they're all working like professionals in the industry like we mm. came in one day and our lecturer was like I'm going to be away for three weeks because I'm going on tour with frantic assembly and I was like work these are all good things yeah and yeah. it was just like I didn't necessarily it my view switched halfway through the year I would say so mm-hmm. I went back purely to get the degree I didn't really want to be an actor I was like just want to get like this certificate under my belt and halfway through the year I just went fuck the degree I'm here for the connections the experience mm-hmm. like even if I fail the entire year as long as I meet cool people and do yeah. cool things that's it I'm grand I think that's the when you're happiest as an actor, honestly, is like when you kind of let go of all the stuff and just accept, you know, like joy is the kind of reason that we do it. I think. Mm. Think there's a bit of narcissism in there for sure. Absolutely, yeah. I'm talking on for just for myself, nobody else. Yeah, no, no, no. Trust me, I'm the most narcissistic person. <laughs> there's a mirror just behind the camera here, and I'm staring at here, literally right there. <laughs> so yeah, I feel you entirely. Um, yeah, no, it is. It's it's a mad. It's a mad old industry, isn't it? It is completely crazy. And I was, I can't remember who I was, I think it was a speech by, oh, I can't remember, some big time actor. And he was just like, look, you know, I realised that if I could keep myself from getting really bitter about the industry 
and just try and enjoy the work as best I can. I actually ended up having a much better time and like booking more jobs because I was a whole lot calmer about the whole thing and realised mm. that you know, pursuing this, okay, yes, it's fucking Darth. And there's some really shit days. Like we all have them. We all have terrible times, terrible weeks, several months. We sit there going, what's the point? But then I sit there on set and it's the happiest day ever am. And so mm. you have to keep chasing it. Yeah, like I remembered doing my final drama school show. I didn't make it a secret, so I'll talk about it. I wasn't a fan of the show. Okay. Like just the, it, it's not like the kind of story I like to tell. Okay. And I, I kept telling myself, like, just try and enjoy it. Because number mm. one, this is the last ever role that you're guaranteed. Like in drama school, you have to be on stage. After yeah. this shit, nobody has to give you a job. And yeah. number two, you're really going to fucking miss being in the theatre when you finish this. So, yeah. like, enjoy. And then, like like I thought, I came out of the theatre and went, I really wish we were still doing Vanity Fair. There you go. Even though, and like, I wasn't the biggest fan of it, I was like, yeah. I missed that. Like, just being in the theatre and being around, like, everyone, it was was weird. I'm a bit of a dick like that, really. I wish for <laughs> things away all the time. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, it is. It's It's been mental. How's your summer been? Because we're sort of... Oh, Rearing out of it now. Oh, not um, I moved out my flat. Me and my girlfriend had to move home because our landlord kicked us out. Fun. Uh, we love landlords on this podcast. Yeah. They're they're, so they're like very decent people and always do the right thing and always never fuck them. anyone over. I, I just, no. I'd be a landlord if I'm, yeah, if, if I had any money. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Um, no, but my summer's been good. So moved house and then I've just spent 10 days in New York, which has been fucking amazing. Went to go and see my girlfriend's family. Oh, so, you, so you're going to get married to an American and have a green card and be able to fuck off and get all the good jobs? Hmm. Yes, you know my plan. <laughs> Do you know, it's like, I think, like, the amount of people that I've had on here that then just mentioned very casually that they're, like, they've got dual citizenship, and I'm like, fuck you. You motherfucker. Yeah, I'm I mean, like, like, she has to say yes first. This is the difference that, in that. But, um, I don't know how keen Sarah is to get married now. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I will say, like, not that I've researched this or anything. Once mm. you're married to somebody, you only have to stay married to them for five years, and then you get a full-time green card. Interesting. So you could just find some random from America. Babes, we're getting itched. We're going to play a game now, and it's called okay. Stage Right or Stage Shite. And okay. these things absolutely fuel my best life. There are okay. three stories. Two of them are the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. And they've been submitted by listeners. And one of them is a big fat lie that's been made up by our producer, Hev. I've got their answer in a sealed envelope so I can play along okay. with you. Um, we've just got to find out which one's stayed shite. And I read these earlier, and they're great. But number one, towards the end of my first West End contract, I was offered a role on TV. And I didn't know if I wanted to do the TV job or renew my West End contract for another year. I kept asking people for signs and asking my mum what to do. And she just kept telling me to look for signs. So a week before I had to make the decision, I kept going into the theatre for work. And every day my name tag had fallen off of the dressing room door, despite me sticking it back on every day. I took that as the sign and took the TV job. Three weeks later, after I left the show on the West End, it was announced the show was closing. Number two... Once I was working in quite a posh theatre, open brackets, we had a bath in our dressing room, close brackets, and I was sharing a dressing room with my best friend. And one day I turned up to the theatre and quite early and I walked in the dressing room and I needed to pee. 
So I quickly walked into our like ensuite bathroom and my best friend was laying in the bath naked while it filled up around him. Who gets in the bath before it's full? That is weird. <laughs> that is horrible. Weird. Number three, before the pandemic, I was working front of house at a theater and walked up to someone hanging around the lobby. And for some reason, I completely forgot any of the questions I would normally ask someone. And I just said to them, do you like music? And then I walked away in panic, filled with social anxiety. Number three, <laughs> number three is true. Yeah. hundred yeah, percent. That sounds like the kind of thing that I would do. And it's always when I like try and impress somebody and suddenly like it just goes. I'm just like, <laughs> why? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know. I want number one and two to be true, but I know that one of them is obviously the lie. I... Who gets in a bath without any water in it and allows it to fill up around them? I think the only time I've done that was actually, do you remember that 40 degree day? Oh, we, yeah. well, it was 40 degrees down here. I, w- I was in London. Yeah, yeah. Rotten day. Oh, God. So I actually did get into the bath on that day. I'd been for a bike ride. I got into the bath and I turned the cold tap on. I just lay there. But if you're having a nice relaxing warm bath no that's a bit creepy also if i was in the theater and there was a bath in my dressing room i'd probably be like so none of us are going to use that yeah let's make a pact like that's a bit weird let's not share this we're we're adults now it's not like we're six and then the west end job i don't know difficult three weeks later the show closed um see i feel like that could be true but the end of it might be a lie yeah I think, I think, knowing actors as I do, I think that the bath one is probably true. Yeah. I think the first one, albeit totally... Uh, I think it's true up until the show closing. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Yeah, that... Yeah, number one. Number uh, That's what I'm going for as well. If it's number two, I'm going to cry. <laughs> if it's number two, I'm going to cry. Number three. Number three. Of course. There we go. Who gets in the bath? That's really upset me. Well, you know, actors. There's always one real weird guy or girl who just, I don't know. I, I imagine it was a guy. Yeah, well, it said... Um, oh, yeah, when he. I t- he, yeah. yeah. He go. was laying naked in the bath. Oh, did it? That sounds like the kind of thing that I would do as well. To no, you would I could. I think I could. Depends Thank you, everyone, for listening today. That's <laughs> yeah, really... Up- yeah. Who gets in the bath and empty... I couldn't imagine that it's very nice to lay in a empty bath well i think if you trust the taps to sort you out right you trust the temperature is going to be good fine but i like to like balance my bath as it goes along you know what i mean it's like too hot i'm a shower guy never have a bath and yeah. like never like yeah. I, I have in the past but like Do you have a bath now in your flat no no uh, this is your problem they're great I'm, I'm like a, like i can't just imagine laying there also i'm fat and sweaty so it would like be like laying in a pool of my own sweat that's the best thing about it yeah detox, you know what but I, mean? I feel like you're defeating the purpose no so what you do is that you you sweat like some kind of like grotesque hippopotamus and yeah. then at the end you wash and then you get you get out are you Clean one of those it. people that has a bath and then jumps in the shower to wash the bath water off of you i have done i have done so like the only time i've done that was playing f- after playing football so like super muddy but my muscles yeah. are really tight so i'm like right i'm gonna have a shower have a bath have a shower if that makes sense wow so get the mud off you have so lots of money for your energy bills what listen <laughs> when i was like 13. <laughs> okay, your mum and dad have got lots of money yeah. for the energy was, bills. Dad, dad was probably just sitting there going what the fuck are you doing <laughs> where's your dad from? Shower, shower. he's from montrose oh not not far away 
yeah. At least you didn't say Edinburgh. No, no, he's not from Edinburgh. Glasgow is the superior Scottish city. Dundee is the superior Scottish city. I would very disagree. <laughs> very much so. <laughs> Glasgow is like I, I've been quite lucky and got to go to quite a few places. Glasgow yeah. is tied for my favourite place on earth. Yeah, Glasgow is great, correct? It's always really, really fun. There's always, I mean, like I just love going drinking in Glasgow. Yeah, right. cheap drinks are everywhere. It's great. Edinburgh's yeah. a shithole. Do you think? Yeah, I hate the place. Why? I no, I didn't have a great time at uni, so I think that okay. just put a sort of downer on it. Downer yeah, yeah. on it anyway. There's no bins in the entire city. Interesting. Like other than what we're seeing, because the bin men are on strike at the moment. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's built on a hill, and I'm fat. Everywhere you walk, it's uphill. Not that fun. Is really true. That and is really true. the accent, and I don't really care how many people I'm about to offend. An Edinburgh accent is possibly the worst accent in the world. Edinburgh accents are worse than Birmingham. That is the boldest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, and I would stand by it. Fair. Yeah. Okay. Well, look, opinions. <laughs> I've just been cancelled by the entire city. It's a good job I'm not going to the fringe next year because next time you go to Edinburgh, you have to go there for something, and they're just like I avoid it as much as I can. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like I get what you mean about the hill. It is a bastard. Every time yeah. I'm there, I'm like, oh, this is nice. I just everything's uphill. Yeah, cuts are all miles, <laughs> and then yeah. you know, get lung cancer, and that's it. But I want to talk to you about Hollyoaks now because people are here yeah. to talk. For me to talk to you about your experiences, not the other way around. Yeah. Um, nobody gives a fuck about me. I need to keep yes, reminding do. myself about that. Um, what was the audition process like for you? So let me try and think. I went to... There's quite a funny one about this. So I went to Spotlight to audition for it, but the week... They always audition in Spotlight. Yeah, always. Um, and I love Spotlight because the first, that Law and Order job, that was also there. And this was like three weeks later and I was like, Cool. Well, I feel good in this building. Yeah. Um, not so much now. Um, <laughs> you don't feel good in any audition buildings. But um, yeah, so I went in. Uh, sorry. So I was speaking to a friend of mine and she was like, look, you know, it's up north. You should do a northern accent for the yeah. audition. And I was like, yeah, it's a really good idea. So I went in and uh, the casting director there was called Rick Laxton at the time. He's a really nice guy. Um, and... I went in and I can't remember the the lines that I was reading, but um, I just kind of like was talking away like this and uh, blah, 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 character, character, character. And he goes, I'm just going to stop you there, mate. What's your normal voice like? Oh, just like this. And he goes, great, let's just stick with that, shall we? And I was like, right, okay. A bit rude, but okay, yeah. we'll move. Yeah. Um, and then he got me to read for another character. So I was originally reading for a character... Um, that was eventually played by my friend Tossin Cole. But then I eventually read for Callum, and then they obviously liked it. Was invited up to a recall in uh, in Liverpool, which was really really exciting. Um, that went well, and then came up for the final kind of like screen test mm. um, and last day kind of thing, which again like went really really well. Like, I think I don't know, it's a weird one. All the jobs like that that I've got, I felt immediately when I've got the recall that it's mine and that i've had such because like, like there's so many i've got recalls for and then i'm just kind of like i don't know if this is quite me or like yeah. i don't know if this i don't know like there's like an anxiety thing but then if i'm getting if i feel like i'm really good for it i feel super at ease well so you have morals as an actor and you're not just like give me the job give me the money no i guess not i'm trying to learn i to am an asshole. 
like I don't give yeah. a fuck yeah, what yeah. it is. It, just give me the job. Give me no. I'm joking. Obviously, there's those things that are like yeah, the amount of things that I've auditioned for and like got real close and yeah, like a big name has got it. I'm not going to say any of them, but there's one dude in particular who's taken... Fifty Shades of Grey. J- uh, what's his name? Jamie Dornan took that role from from you. Yeah, I wish it was that. <laughs> <laughs> If I'm in the same room as Jamie Dornan, I fucking suddenly I'm ripped and my face looks a lot better than it does. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So no, like Ollie Oaks was amazing. Like the, the auditioning process was fantastic and Rick was really, really nice, made me feel very, very much at ease. And yeah. You were part of the golden era as well, weren't you? You were you were there by Holly Oaks. I really like so. I really like to think so. And like I I'm not dismissing anything that's come before it or come after it because I will. (laughs) (laughs) The Pritchard brothers come to mind. Obviously, you don't have to comment. I when I left, I stopped really caring and watching it. So I yeah, I haven't seen anything. It upsets me and it frustrates me. Yeah, because it's a good show. And I think like when I was on it, I really felt like I was making a positive impact onto the people who watched it through these yeah. storylines and yeah. i think we had a really really good balance i thought emma smithick the producer at the time did a fantastic job of getting people um, into it and you know there's some hard-hitting storylines in there some good stuff yeah no i've always said hollyoaks is really good for trailblazing all of these great storylines for example like they'll do a storyline and six months later it'll be on eastenders because it was so so great yeah. and it worked and it yeah. translated but then they do things like hire the pritchard brothers that makes me lose all credibility for them but this is the difficult thing because what, you know, like they, I can't remember, what were they on Love Island? Uh, Curtis was Love Island and yeah. the other one was Strictly. Strictly. So um, this is it, you know, like they're two names and it's a sad thing, but these names attract people somehow. The thing that I struggle with is that there should have been somebody there who watched that scene and went, no, and I'm not. Like, fair play to the Pritchard brothers. They got offered a job. They got paid. Who would have yeah. said no? Like, yeah. but there should have been, and I was guilty of it. I took the piss out of them. Mm-hmm. But the amount of shit that those two boys got for that, mm-hmm. somebody higher up maybe should have went, they're not actors. Yeah, potentially. But also, like, counter to that, how many people are talking about Hollyoaks because of it? So it's like, oh, yeah. in a negative way, and like, I don't necessarily agree with this so much, but like, if you're talking about something, people might tune in to see if it's, I don't know. Mm. That's kind yeah, of no, no publicity but... is bad. Yeah. Do you have a favourite moment from the show that maybe we wouldn't know about, like maybe behind the scenes? God, favourite moment. Uh... God, it's such a long time ago now. I was on it, what, nine years ago? Yeah. Maybe no, ten years ago. God. Even 11, fucking hell. Life has gone. Um, Favourite moment? I Wait think... there, I'm really struggling right now. How old are you? I'm 31 now. Fuck I'm... off. Yeah, old as the fucking hills. I didn't think I had... maybe only had you like three or four years older than me. How which makes no sense. I'm 24. Yeah, so okay. 10 years ago I'd have been 14. Yeah, yeah, I would have thought you were about 17 when you were on it. No, I've... I think the thing is I've always had a baby face. And like... Lucky. And mind you, I'm looking at myself on this camera now. I do look a bit fucking... Webcams do nothing for anyone. No, no, I (laughs) like take it from someone. Like I literally counted the other night because we're coming up to the hundredth episode of the podcast. I counted that I've done something like a hundred and thirteen hours on Zoom since the beginning of this, 
and I've never logged onto a Zoom and gone, I look really good today. Fantastic. I think you look fantastic today. Thank you. I, I know you're lying. You, oh, I'm my not. skin is fucking horrible. You look fantastic. Your beard looks um, I, I, I do have the touch up appearance on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So well, Zoom is doing it. its. But yeah, <laughs> you, you, thank you. Um, your favorite, I, I will tell your girlfriend that you tried hitting on me. Um, I wasn't trying. <laughs> I'm coming up to Scotland. <laughs> I've text you my address. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, favourite behind-the-scenes moment? Favourite behind-the-scenes moment? Oh, God. I think probably the rap party for Hollyoaks later because that was... Like, we love a piss-up and we had lots of fantastic ones, believe me. Uh, but that one felt really special because it was mm. kind of like the end of um, an era, I guess. And, you know, we had some people who had left previously so dylan llewellyn who played john John O came back could you imagine if we knew what we knew now about him back then in terms of what how far he go like just how rapidly successful he would become yeah i mean like i think i uh, i think i speak for a lot of us that you kind of could tell with dylan because he had he has such you you know such exuberance such like just joy in him and for the work and he's a very capable capable actor i mean he's great and everything and i'm yeah he's a great actor great and everything. fuck um, him yeah no he's a really good friend <laughs> i'm really honestly like there's there's some people that are complete assholes that you meet in the profession you don't want them to do particularly well like dylan is absolutely the opposite so like, yeah but i don't want him to do well because he's so talented and i don't really well i guess i'm not competing with him in any way shape or form but um yeah like <laughs> fuck him <laughs> but, like there's just some people that it's like um it's another one in my answer to a question i'm gonna ask you in a minute Catherine tate so talented it makes me hate her yeah, yeah. like nobody yeah. has a business being that talented and dylan's yeah. one of those people this is it and it's disgusting and i think it should be illegal and yeah. like <laughs> let's hang drawn quarter him um <laughs> did you steal anything from hollyoaks as like a little memento I've got loads of the clothes actually because um, I was they used to let you take all the clothes. Yeah, they still do. And I was the last person. I think they stopped doing it after they tried to stop me, and I was like, "Nah." I'm no, taking... Jessica Ellis was on not long ago, and oh, she really? took her entire wardrobe. Oh right, okay. I'm getting it all wrong. Were you there for the the Hollyoaks written across the tracksuit ass bottom? No. What was that? People kept stealing the, their tracksuit bottoms that they'd like had like if you were doing like a scene. But like you were cold, you were cold. You could, you could put them on while you waited to do it, and everyone was stealing them. So um, they wrote Hollyoaks in Sharpie across the arse of them all. Oh, really? And I can't remember her real name. Leela, Kirsty, something, Kirsty something. I'm really yeah. sorry, Kirsty. She stole a pair and didn't realise they had Hollyoaks written over the arse and was out in public. <laughs> and then there's everyone's going, oh, oh, <laughs> links, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so all of the set and prop made at home with you. Yeah. What was it? Is No costume. I think no, not really. I would have oh, asked for the knife that stabbed me. I could have done. That would have been quite a good one, actually. That would have been a really good one. The only problem was with that was that it was actually. So you had the blade. So like, imagine you've got the whole sword. Yeah. The, the handle, and then like a bit of metal. And then a giant loop that basically like went around from my back to the front. It went under uh, my shirt and then came out. So it was actually wasn't really a sword. It was kind of like a, I don't know, like horrible 
contraction. That was incredibly painful as well. I like, sat right there on my stern. Nasty. Fun. Uh, yeah. Do you know what? Like, at least you got a good death scene. Oh, a great death scene. And like, people ask me, they're like, oh, how did you get, did you get killed off? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, really? I'm like, yeah. How'd you get killed off? Samurai sword. What? Yeah. <laughs> so I think, honestly, like, I, I couldn't have asked for a better. Yeah. That's it. I was super bitter about leaving, but... That, Did you make the decision or was the decision made for you? The decision was definitely made for me, yeah. And I could feel it coming. It was sad. It was it around the stunt time? Yeah, it was like uh, I uh, used to go and like have regular meetings with the producer and his um, kind of PA would be sitting there and I'd always come in and be like, hey, so I'm leaving the show, funny, eh? And she'd lose like, eh, eh. And I went in this time, she just... Uh, so you're leaving the show stone cold, stone cold face just like wouldn't even look at me and i was like oh crap <laughs> yeah would you have stayed longer or was could you yeah, feel your time i think i probably would have done i think in i don't know it's like a really difficult thing right because i had an amazing time i loved it there i loved working every single day um or nearly every single day but like in hindsight i think it was probably a good thing for me as a human being to not stay there and to to let go of it because I don't know I had a you know not at least you've not been typecast as Callum Kane though but this is it and it's been a good few years now so yeah people kind of generally have forgotten about it and then they scroll all the way down to the bottom of my spotlight and I'm like oh right not him um (laughs) (laughs) but no I mean yeah I, I I think had I just been given a rolling contract I would have probably taken it every single time still be there probably yeah on like your 12th kid or something by the 13th yeah, exactly. baby mama yeah exactly what was your favorite callum moment like see just throughout the whole time that you were there favorite callum moment was i love the uh storyline with george and i think that felt really nice mm. that whole kind of like me and character's name is george yes um and that whole bit uh, I thought that was my favourite, favourite time. And that felt like, that was super exciting for me because like while the other guys were kind of like in a group together, I was being kind of let out to do this whole thing by myself. Yeah. You'd and broke free. Yeah, and it was like, felt really, really exciting. I was like, holy shit, like these guys must really like me if I'm kind of like, we're taking this storyline somewhere. Yeah. Um. So that felt really good. So that was probably my favourite bit. That was probably the happiest time there. Is the uh, Hollyoaks group chat still going on on WhatsApp? No, we didn't. We didn't even. I don't think WhatsApp was a thing back then. Um, yeah, no, I, I forget that it wasn't yesterday. I know it's it's mental, isn't it? I remember when I first went up there, I had a BlackBerry. Everyone had an iPhone. I miss BlackBerry so yeah. much. You know what I mean? But I, I literally, I remember Emmett Scanlon had this fucking really cool iPhone, or I thought it was really cool at the time, with a Superman uh, cover on the back, and I was like, oh, I need to get one of them. He's got one now. First so, paycheck. Literally, yeah. I went down there, fucking got myself <laughs> got myself an iPhone out, right? See, time. this is what I wonder as well, right? And it's more so about just the logistics of doing a soap. So you mm-hmm. were obviously not from Liverpool. Yeah. So see, when you end up on a job like Hollyoaks, mm-hmm. is it solely your responsibility to be like, okay, now I need a flat in Liverpool? Yeah, so basically what they do is for six weeks, they will put you up in a hotel. And then after that, you're expected to find a local flat or like on the six weeks you have to found somewhere to live yeah i didn't know that that they'd done the six weeks thing because i was always like i have no money and if i booked a job i'd be fucked (laughs) yeah no i I think for the most part they would put you up for for a bit of time uh because it's crazy isn't it like say well you move your whole life somewhere 
Yeah, and if you're down in London, that's like yeah. you're not you're not even really you're close. Are you? Three hour commute every day. No, fuck that. <laughs> I, I could barely do a forty five minute commute to uni, and I was fucked at the end of it. <laughs> I, I know you're obviously dead and stuff, but would you go back if they asked you like we're doing like this yeah, yeah. No, supernatural? Week. Yeah, as a ghost, Callum the ghost, and everyone would be like, he's a <laughs> <laughs> stick a bed sheet over you. Yeah, yeah. Because they done that re- was when they brought Steph back and they just basically <laughs> put a white light around her. I was like, no. Guys, not, no. Not, not God. Not God. Stop. Stop. Yeah. If you could pick anyone in the world, but they have to be alive to do a two hander with in the West End, who would you pick? Anyone in the world. Anyone in the, but they have to be alive. I'm gonna say something really stupid. Uh-huh. And only because I think it would be really classic. I'd like to do it with Mike Tyson. Okay. Because you know what? I was gonna say somebody really famous. The first person I came to mind was Daniel Day Lewis. But do you know I'm what? Like, doing it with Mike Tyson, I've always said if I wasn't doing it with the person who I love, I'd want to do it with somebody that I could earn money off of. I definitely feel like you could write a tell all book after that. You probably could. And also imagine the night out afterwards. I think it would be perfect. See, I don't drink, so I'm not really into nights uh, out anymore. So I'm like... Yeah. That's fair enough. Imagine the... What do people do? Um, yeah, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. The thing is, then I could never be overshadowed. I think. Oh, God. No, he's been in more Hollywood films than I have. Yeah. See, that's... mine's Catherine Tate. Like, Catherine Tate. Yeah. hundred and odd weeks, Catherine, come on the podcast. I'm shouting you out again. Um... <laughs> And I'm very aware that she would make me look like a piece of shit. And I am totally 110% yeah. at peace with that. Yeah, yeah, fine. If, if, like, if I was going to give you an actor's answer and not just like a pretty ridiculous one, I think it would probably have to be uh, Christian Bale so I could ask him every question on the planet afterwards about how he does what he does. And I what thought you were going to be a Batman fan there and be like... No, no, no. no I mean, like, talk to him about the comics he was in. Well, his, his <laughs> Batman's the only one that's been acceptable, I think. Um, um, I've only ever seen the Christian Bale ones and the Robert Pattinson ones. Mm. Not a superhero fan. Yeah. And as controversial as this may be, I really liked Robert Pattinson's. That, that's fair enough. It just wasn't quite for me. I think the problem was I had too much of Christopher Nolan's films in my yeah. mind. My friend uh, is a massive Batman fan and has yeah. followed it his entire life. And he was like, "Was it good? Yes. Would I watch it again? No." Yeah. It was one of them. Yeah, yeah, I think it just went on too long. I think yeah, it, it did. It was like we found out. I'm not going to go any spoilers away, but there's like the point after they catch somebody, and then they yeah. go like, and then there's like a whole like fight that has absolutely no tension in it. Mm. Like I just like I was like, this film should have finished 20 minutes ago. Why are we still watching it? Do you know what? I'm going to do the spoilers though because it came out last year. I really liked it when they brought the Joker in at the end. Yeah, fair enough. That's fun. I'll spoil yeah. it for fucking people. Yeah. It yeah, wasn't they like... A whole scene with him as well. It was... When was it? I feel like it was in, like, August. When did it come out? I don't think it was long ago as that. I think it was maybe... Hey, like... Siri, when did the Batman come out? The Batman was released... March, March, right, and we're now in August. It's been... It's been, it's yeah. been five months. Yeah, we're in September. Yeah, it's yeah fine. Yeah, it, it's on DVD. If you want to be fucking... If you don't want spoilers, fuck off! Yeah. No, joking. Yeah. Stay, stay, I need the listen. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you got a worst audition story? Yes, yeah, worst audition story. So I can't remember what it was for, but um, I had to go to this like really horrible office building um, near Guildhall, so in the city of London. And I went down there and I was like, 
the character was most supposed to be really dim-witted mm. and like a bit slow and so i thought it'd be a really good idea to like put my jaw out like that to give myself an underbite and then end up talking like this the whole time so the characters are talking like this and do you know what i can respect that though that's a serious acting choice it was a serious acting choice. It was fucking dog shit. It was the, honestly the stupidest thing I've ever done. That was probably better than what it was. I think I made myself sound even more like egregiously stupid. Um, and then, yeah, literally like the director, we did one read through of it and he was like, Laurie, thank you very much. I'm just going to, we'll just do it with these guys now. And I was like, all right, cool. Walked out and I was like, oh, that's a low. That was yeah. a real low and nothing... But- Aside from maybe a McDonald's advert where I had to put on a fez and a uh, bellboy kind of top and then dance to a song that I hated. I'm not a dancer. Yeah, me neither. They were just looking at me like, what the, who the hell are you? Yeah. Where have you come from? We've got a closing tradition on the podcast. We come to the end now. This is the second last question I'm going to ask you. And it's a question from the previous guest to the current guest. They don't know who they're asking. You won't know who you're asking. But the question that's been left for you is, what was the first film you saw in the cinema? First film I saw in the cinema? Jesus, it was Star Wars Return of the Jedi when I was probably about three. Which number is that? That is the what now it would be the sixth one. So it's like of the original trilogy. So it's the third, right? Yeah, no, I don't think yeah. I was born. Yeah, so the the old ones, uh, and yeah, I fucking hated it. I Did just you remember, really? Yeah, I went to the Odeon in Barnet. We didn't live in Barnet. Why we went there, nobody knows. Came up, um, and I just fucking hated it. What year were you born? Ninety one. Was the Jedi came out in eighty three? Yeah, I think it, they were doing like a special. Oh, right. Okay. I was like, have I just caught him out? Yeah. Is he really nearly 50? Yeah. Ancient as fuck. No. Um, yeah, I think they were doing a special screening, but um, I literally like just cried my eyes out the entire time. And my dad, remember, just took me out and he was like, Laurie, you're embarrassing me. That's enough. I just like, fuck off. You've got a great Scottish accent, better than mine, that I live here. <laughs> It's all the years listening to him uh, shouting at me. Yeah, my mum's a Cockney and my dad's a Geordie, so I had no fucking hope of learning a Scottish accent. <laughs> well, um, no, maybe not. It it goes very Mrs. Doubtfirey, I'm not going to lie, <laughs> which poses quite an issue with my location. Yeah. Um, what question would you like to leave for the next guest? What's coming up for you next? Have you been working? I know you've just done a short film. What's yeah. Where can people see you? Things like that. Honestly, right now, I'm just waiting for a few short films to come out and then I'm just auditioning. So there's no no jobs on the horizon right now. Where can everyone find you on social media? So uh, I'm only on Instagram and that is my name, which is Laurie underscore Duncan. Um, but thank you so much for coming on. It's been such a pleasure chatting with you. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been a real, real blast. Oh, no, I've, I've had such a great time. And what I'd like to say to everybody is if you ever find yourself in Glasgow, drinks are on me for the first round and then you're the working actor. <laughs> so the rest are on you because I have no money. A working actor, mate, I'm completely unemployed. Now. You literally just said you survived this entire year off of solely acting. You're a working actor.
And there we have it, another episode of Drama School Dropout, episode 102 completed. Thank you so much to Laurie for coming on the podcast. I had such a great time. Make sure to go down and follow Laurie on social media. All the links are in the show notes below. And as per usual, please give me a like and a follow as well. It's highly appreciated. I love you all. You all know that. Remember, if you have a story for Stage Right or Stage Shite, please go down into those show notes and click on the link to the Google form and subscribe submit your craziest or wildest industry story and maybe it'll be featured on the podcast also if you're feeling extra generous please go down and give us a little rating and a review it means the absolute world the podcast market is such an oversaturated market and it's really vital for independent podcasts to get reviews and ratings so please go down and do that remember you can also become an official drama school dropout by signing up to our patreon using the link in the show notes below And I'll be back again next week with a brand spanking new episode. Thank you so much for coming back every week. Genuinely, it's the highlight of my life. I love you all. Have a great week. Stay safe. Drama school dropout. No graduation day for you. Drama school dropout. Fuck your whole course. Now try something new. Drama school dropout.